0: Leafs Nation postgame, Brent Gunning, Gord Stelick alongside me here. Leafs taking care of business with an impressive preseason win tonight at home. Gord, your impressions from a uh, great game against Montreal tonight.
1: Well, I'll tell you, Brent, I'm thrilled not to have to start a kind of a milk toast game, a pedestrian game, a boring game, exhibition hockey. This also can be exhibition hockey. That that was a lot of fun. If you went to the game, that was fun. Wide open, a lot of scoring. Uh, some of the uh, veteran guys, but a lot of the new guys. Uh, it's a, It's an exhibition game I really enjoyed. And the first one that I've seen from the Leaf point of view that I think the fans really got if they paid their money's worth.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know they they were loud, and it sounded like they got their their money's worth there. And and why wouldn't you be happy? Like you mentioned, whatever it is you wanted to see tonight, you got it. Some decent goaltending at times, uh, some some big time goal scoring prowess from the Leafs, especially. You even got some rough stuff there with Curtis Gabriel uh, getting into into a tilt with Pizetta, who I mentioned on the first Canadians game we did. Oh, he just keeps uh, keeps finding a way. Yeah, it really did. Come- of just check all boxes and you know those are all the good things we even had a uh, a big bad injury scare and you know luckily William Nylander getting back in the game but man when you see he's out of the lineup that is exactly the kind of thing you just cannot afford to have happen in preseason so the Leafs seemingly dodged a bullet there uh you know who who knows what happened with with the uh the little mini injury for Nylander that kept him out for a few shifts anyways
1: yeah, well, Brent, we saw it firsthand with Colin White, right? The innocent-looking play, it did look like a significant injury to White, and we find out later he's going to be out for a considerable chunk of time. And yeah, in Nylander's case, because we're all trying to think about, hey, why did it happen? We didn't really see it initially, and then he disappears. But the good news is... Uh, coming back because that's your worst nightmare that you can have and you look at it two rivals now for the uh, uh, for the Maple Leafs in in the uh, you know Red Wings with a significant injury and and also now Ottawa with a significant injury those are look to be two of the cellar dwellers no disrespect to Ottawa so you don't want that to happen I think another thing I liked about uh, you know first of all I know it's just exhibition but come on Montreal ruined your year that documentary, All or Nothing, was all till the final three games, all against the Montreal Canadiens, and then it sort of became the nothing part uh, of the season. And the way we went, we remember it with that bitter taste. So you know, it's kind of nice the way it we went out. And get, you know, Brendan Gallagher gets that first goal on a deflection. It's not a fluky goal; it's a good shot. He deflects it, but you know, Leafs are down one, nothing early, and you wonder, okay, are Montreal going to pour it on? But I like, I like, really like the way the Leafs responded.
0: Yeah, they, they fell behind early, uh, surrendering that, that first goal, of course. I should probably mention the final score here. 6-2, uh, the final for the Leafs. So the Canadians got the first one, and they'd only find one more. And, you know, if, if they're going to score two goals, it's Nick Ritchie getting two uh, in, in his own right for the Leafs. You know, you mentioned that bounce back. You mentioned, you know, it's nice to see the nice score uh, stories. Sini had a really, really nice goal uh, tonight. Josh Hosang's been a story. But to see a guy like Nick Ritchie, who is going to be, you know, he he's not as important as offensively austin matthews he's not as important as, as william nylander but outside of the big four i don't know that there are going to be many forwards that are going to matter more than that guy so to see him getting on the source score sheet a couple times in areas you want to see him scoring from that's really encouraging as well
1: yeah they're, i mean they really spread around the scoring but you're right he scored the first couple of goals and yeah uh, hey hey the big four are the big four but other complementary pieces are the difference makers. I mean, they tried things like, say, with Joe Thornton last year and, and Jimmy Vc certain things that just didn't work. We know Zach Hyman needs to repl- be replaced. That's a hole in, in the big six. So uh, it, it's going to be important. Uh, uh, whomever they find hopefully can make the fit and and you have those two power lines going and then Hopefully they're going into the playoffs as well with the scoring. But Nick Ritchie, uh, like to see. And, 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 you know, as well, when you, it's like when you start, start somewhere new, Brent. Like, when you, it doesn't matter whatever walk of life you and people out there. Like, you know, your first week at a new job. And if you get off on the wrong foot or you get off on the right foot, you know, it, it makes a big difference in, in moving forward. And that's the same in sports. If you just kind of have a little bit of success, get acclimated, uh, you, you feel good about the change.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll have to tell me when I have the equivalent to my my two goal night. You know, I think I've had some okay shows. I don't think I've, I don't think I've quite <laughs> had the the two goal night yet. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll work towards that. We'll try to get there. And you know, on one of the on one of the Richie goals, you could see everything laid out in front of the you that you're gonna want to see from this team. Uh, they did a great job on the broadcast highlighting it. Five sets of eyes all staring at Mitch Marner. Nick Ritchie left all alone in front, and it's just finding these little soft areas. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, again, Marner, this is a guy who has been harped on a lot going back to the documentary that you mentioned there, going back to the postseason that you mentioned that there. But these little flash plays that you remember, oh, yeah, this guy is a really, really special player. And, you know, Austin Matthews drives his own success. I'm not going to say he's a product of anybody, anybody. But Mitch Marner can certainly turn a lot of people into products of him Nick Ritchie may be the the best possible example of that this year you hope
1: well you know I mean mean, Mitch Marner probably is the guy in the NHL who most wants to get the regular season going I mean let's start moving forward and I think we all can agree with that and let's start you know reappreciating the excellent player he is um so it was nice to see uh, the the Mitch Marner glimmers. Uh, it was nice to see him get a couple assists. And then you know we saw we saw Am- Amadio yesterday get a big goal. He didn't score tonight, but we sort of seen him up front as a guy that did score 50 goals in North Bay a couple of years ago. That you know another another spice for the Toronto Marlies and and uh, Brandon Manel as well, who played in the KHL, had been in the Minnesota Wild system before. He was on the defense side. Like you know a few more spices of guys that that are ticketed for the Toronto Marlies. But, you know, by the end of the year, you know, quite often those guys, if they seize the opportunity, they're up there for the playoffs. Well, we've
0: talked so much about the kind of lack of depth on this team just in all the big picture conversations and you know you go out and get a guy like david camp to help shore some of that up and you know you don't want to you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself with a guy like michael amadio or even a brett zini who who looked like Nazem kadri scoring that that really nice uh you know forehand to backhand goal just get it up over the pad but these are the types of players that you need to have because again we'd all love an 82 game season where nobody's hurt and everybody plays 82 games and they're able to But it's never, ever, ever going to happen. And so you need to have these. Brendan Minnell, another example of that. You need to have these guys. And, oh, how can we have this conversation without we mentioning my favorite, Adam Brooks. You need to have these guys who can come in and play two or three games in a pinch and and not wow anyone, not blow the doors off anyone, but just be solid contributors. And if you're able to turn one, maybe two of those guys into that for you, it really helps your fortunes over what's going to be a long. It's going to feel like such a long regular season this year.
1: Yeah, Brent, you know, what I've always maintained and didn't have it last year was you know this is what ne- exhibition games are useful for. It's useful. DJ Smith mentioned about a coach just get, sort of getting some structure, getting up and running, getting going. That you're not doing this uh, game one of the regular season, but also the other players, so that when they go to the Toronto Marlies, they really feel, you know, that they had a little, they had a little taste of NHL hockey. And albeit exhibition side, the organization got a better idea of what they can do. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just more of that regular type environment, and and a lot of them right now. Uh, at least on the Toronto side, have been making a real positive impression.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think the most the, the most interesting thing tonight is you just kind of go down the lineup and look at all the goal scorers. We mentioned Richie. I mentioned Brett Sini there. You mentioned Manel, Ilya Mikheyev, Semyon Argachintsev. Like, these are all guys who, to varying degrees, are going to matter to the Marlies or, or to the Leafs this year. And, you know, we have had years where, I mean, you've done countless preseasons for, for this team of, who are these guys? They're going to play for the Growlers? Okay, sure. And, yeah, maybe some of those guys will, but it's just, it just kind of of further proves that yeah there is depth there it's not the it's not the depth we think of when we think of a Nick Robertson and all these high profile prospects that are just on the bubble just waiting to break through but it's still important to have uh, the these other these other players in the fold and, and in the mix um one other thing I wanted to mention to you tonight a guy we've talked about a lot during preseason is Josh Hosang uh, he signs on with the Marleys I think that's just a nice kind of I don't want to say end to the story because I think there's a lot more run to have this season With him, but it just kind of puts a a bow on what seems to have been a really successful first step in the you know rehabilitation project of his career for Josh Jose.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It seems his head really is in the right place. You know, with the Islander organization, that you get you get so bogged down and you get perceived that you're treated unfairly, and you know, on and on and on, and it's just uh, uh, when. Quite often in those kind of scenarios, it's uh, it's it's like it's it's like the New York Jets quarterback going to the Carolina Panthers, right? About you know just getting that fresh start is huge, and so uh, I um, he'll that's where he'll start. But obviously, uh, when injuries happen, I would have to think he'd probably be the first recall at that point. You sign him to an NHL contract, but right now, you know, with salary cap implications, that that takes that particular part away. And, and also, when we're talking about new guys. Uh, you mentioned Ilya McKay have scored a goal. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls and family and pets – uh, he scored a goal. We're hoping. I don't know if that's necessarily going to stop the logjam for the number of scoring chances without scoring, but that's a positive. And not that we're supposed to be surprised by John Tavares, and, and we know he's healthy. We knew he'd bounce back from just that horrific, probably the worst couple first couple of minutes ever I experienced after the injury, the the, the collision with Corey Perry. But tonight, two assists, seven shots on goal, and 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 really playing that John Tavares type hockey. That was really missed those final three games, but can't be used as an excuse because everybody has injuries. But there's no question how much it was missed.
0: Oh, it it absolutely was, and I think everybody who kind of talks about this team, whether it's because they love them or they're paid to, or a little bit of both, they all wanted to avoid the John Tavares conversation because it does feel like you should be able to beat that team even without him, but you lose your captain in that way, and it has to affect you. And I'm I'm happy you brought him up because he has looked like a man possessed in the preseason games we've seen from him and you know he has always been this guy I mean you go back and he's a guy who's been interviewed forever so you go back and look at clips of him when he's 15 and he's had that kind of steely determined look about him but there just seems to be another gear another level with Tavares in terms of how locked in he is and not to say this is a guy who took anything for granted or who didn't try to get the most out of every single season he had but when you go through something like that How can it not change your perspective just a little bit? How can it not give you just that little bit more sense of urgency? You know, uh, the all or nothing did a good job of highlighting how quickly he kind of came back to, you know, regular life, not playing hockey, John Tavares, but how can you have a moment like that? And it not kind of make you realize, make you think just how important it is to take advantage of every opportunity you have. And that's all I could think of when I watched him play tonight.
1: And, you know, keep in mind, we keep talking about the big four, and uh, three of them were drafted by the Maple Leafs, great draft picks, uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander. But, you know, John Tavares did what – if you're a Toronto area kid or a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, you always say, I would do if I was a kid. I would I would kill to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, we've had guys later in their career like Gary Roberts and Joe Newedyke and Curtis Joseph do that. But, you know, uh, he came in his prime and, and he incurred the wrath of New York Islander fans for doing that. And uh, uh, I, I feel I'm going to be optimistic this year and get a, a heady prediction for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm not going to say Stanley Cup, but if it were ever to come to that, that would just be really nice for this guy that really uh, kind of said to us oh you like us you like us we're you know you, you value us the Toronto Maple Leafs are a destination uh, once again you're not talking about no state tax and certain states and all the other things and uh, and I just when he came created that kind of buzz that hasn't been realized yet in the playoffs but you know I, I if there's anyone you'd love to see that kind of success for as far as the on ice go guys go it's him
0: Oh, it's been rumored forever and ever, all the versions of it. There was Rick Nash, there was Steven Stamkos and then yeah, it actually finally happened with Tavares and you know, what what what's the the old saying? Like it's always darkest right before the dawn and you know it 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 just seems like it'd be so fitting to have that be a part of the story. I'm I'm with you. I'm far from saying Stanley Cup, but I've I've got just, just a good feeling heading into this season. You know, this is a it's a well rounded team and they kinda have more of an idea of, of what they want to do. And you know, maybe the last kind of piece we, we talked a little bit of the forwards now they fit together is the goaltending. You know, again, not not a ton you can kind of read into the night from Peter Morazic. He really wasn't tested. Uh, you know, he had the, he stopped five of six on the on the power play, stopped 14 of 15 at, at even strength. But it's, you know, it's hard to read a goaltender in the preseason. But I think you have to feel confident about this tandem with Campbell being the
1: other half of it heading into the year. Yeah, first time in quite a while there's been that kind of true tandem for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is good. It means you have depth, which is really, really important because the backup goaltender has been way, way, way too much of an issue and a distraction for a number of years. And, you know, by the time the playoffs come, I mean, who knows if they end up using both of them like the New York Islanders did or the Carolina Hurricanes have done in past playoffs. But uh, um, uh, I like the tandem. They're going to need the goaltending. Um, They're going to need the goaltending in the playoffs. It's got to be a difference maker. But Jack Campbell, what he did so far... And Peter Mrazek, what his track records been? I don't expect either of them to win a Vesna, but uh, you 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 expect or hope for good enough goaltending for starters.
0: Yeah. The other thing I love quickly about Peter Morazic off the hop is just, he goes with the blue pads when they're wearing blue and the white pads when they're wearing white. And I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know a lot about goaltending in terms of what I'm supposed to be looking for other than they're supposed to stop the puck. So anytime a goalie's looking good out there, it just helps me helps kind of kind of push me in, in the right direction uh, for, for them there, you know, in terms of the, in, in terms of what you saw out there tonight, you know, the Leafs power play, we talked a little bit about it with Marner, but you know, it's, seems like that thing is just really clicking right now. You know, part of that could be, you look at the lineup Montreal had out there tonight, could be that the Leafs realize this is maybe, you know, their last or second last dress rehearsal. But, you know, as much as, as much as you can only take so much out of the preseason games, I think tonight was maybe the, the most clear example that we saw of, okay, this is, a, this is a real positive step in the right direction for the power play. And, you know, it feels a little more real when it's Mitch Marner and William Nylander doing it as opposed to Josh Hosang. No disrespect.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, again, it'll come down to the regular season. But Brent, there's good habits, right? Yeah, you, you know, good habits are always a positive to take from games like that, and 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 that's what I look at it. I again, it remains uh, just an incredible mystery to go from the outhouse to the penthouse and stay in the penthouse pretty well. So that remains a, a, a big team challenge throughout the regular season, and to have it have it in gear by the time the playoffs start.
0: Yep, that's what you'd want by the time the playoffs start. Uh, we're not that far away from the uh, regular season. The final game of the preseason, that goes Saturday night. Myself and Gord will have you covered on Sportsnet of the fan and the Leafs radio network, of course. Now, Gord, you've you you you've been a GM. You've been in the, the heat of these moments. What do we think? It's always a guessing game at this time of year. Are we going to get the full bore lineup on Saturday night for the preseason finale, or did we just see that uh, tonight with the Leafs 6-2 win over Montreal?
1: Oh, last game, you always get the full-bore lineup, and particularly when you know, you're not going to start, what, for uh, eight days, right? you got a bit of a, yeah. So you're going to, uh, I, I, I'm not talking Austin Matthews, but uh, you're going to get about, I think, 95% of who will start on, on Wednesday. So you, you kind of do a little bit of a crescendo building up. And like we mentioned, it will be a game that we'll have here on uh, Sportsnet 590, the fans. So that's, that's a nice kind of exhibition game to have. I expect it to be more like tonight's game rather than the other pedestrian games that were, uh, that were played earlier.
0: Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting to see. Quick little story time uh, about the last game of the regular season. You know, what earlier on in my career at the fan, they'd send me down there to do some leaf scrums occasionally, and it is before the second-to-last preseason game and it is the that night and I completely got my groups screwed up. It was group one that was playing and I was interviewing group two and I thought they were playing and I'm asking Connor Brown all of these questions about what do you want to take out of tonight and it's just because Connor Brown is so salt of the earth and so nice. He just says to me, well, you know, the other guys would want to get this and it was just he could have eviscerated me, but good guy Connor Brown uh, just, just uh, found a way to make it work for me. So uh, yes, we'll see what groups out there. I think you're right though. I think it's going to be uh, the full bore one uh, and hopefully you'll you're you're okay with my uh, quick little connor brown story there
1: yeah i know i i like connor brown uh leading school scorer in the ottawa centers last year and also yeah he, you know we we cut ourselves slack exhibition season but uh, uh as far as those little things go when the when the regular season starts uh, will be we'll be full bore that's absolutely the case
0: Yes, uh, we will. Uh, Producer Sam McKee taking care of us tonight. Uh, We're going to hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keith. What did he think of the second to last, the penultimate game in the preseason? We'll hear from the Leafs head coach now.
2: Sheldon, they've had a bunch of different centers, but how how do you judge and assess the chemistry Mitch and Nick have been able to to build throughout this camp up until tonight? I think it's been good. I mean, I, I think... It's just a special player, so he develops chemistry quite quickly on his own and finds ways to adapt his game and find people. Obviously, I think he has a pretty strong confidence that Nick's going to live around the net, and uh, he did on that first goal to get us going there, so um, I, thought it was, I thought it was really good. Uh, just Those guys, we haven't gotten a lot of game action, obviously, and as you mentioned, the centers have moved around, um, so that's been a challenge, but it's good to see it. I thought uh, both those guys were really good, especially in the first half of the game. You know, when when the second half of the game was a bit of a mess for both both sides. But uh, in the early part of the game, those guys were really good. Today,
1: you're you're saying
2: this morning the um, about Hilliard getting the chances and converting. He did that in the first period. Good to see it at him tonight with uh, John and William. Same thing. I thought in the first half of the game that he was really good. That line was really good, uh, right from the very you know first shift of the game for them. They had a really good look. Um, skated well. Moved the puck well. Uh, played off of one another very really well. So it was a lot of really good things happening. And again, I thought the second half of the game was a bit of a throwaway for for me. Um, how it went, so I didn't think much of anybody really um, in the second half. But uh, early in the game, those guys uh, looked really good and confident. And you
1: have uh, William? Um, sorry, William Nealander killed penalties tonight. Is that something you're you're going to do more of, or
2: is that just a situation We're looking at it. You know, we're we're, we're trying him there. Uh, he played. He penalty killed in the first game as well that he played with us here. Just, he's he's penalty killed throughout camp. Uh, penalty killed. You know, when we played the Blue Lake game the other day. So it's something we we're, we're we're trying here. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of growth in Will's game through the second half of last season, through the playoffs, uh, his commitment defensively, and. When, he, when he's, when he's uh, focused and committed like, like he was, um, you start to see his instincts uh, that he has, and the good stick that he has, and strong, strong hands, strong stick, um, and the quickness to be able to jump and replays. So at the end of last season, you know, we had talked a little bit about you know, the thought that will he, will he might be able to kill penalties for us and give us some value there uh, to you know. You know, came in and we talked about that and he's had a, a similar experience with some of the similar type players all and over Carolina and stuff like that in, in Carolina and uh, was fully on board with giving little some time there so um I like what he's done with it he's embraced it he's done a good job and everything that we've given him here again tonight he thought he did a good job I think uh you know between it Will I think Austin's got great potential you know, to kill penalties, we, we dabbled in that a little bit last season, but we didn't have the runway of the preseason like this. To really uh, get a look at it and give them experience. But, uh, you know, we've tried to get John some reps. Uh, you know, today, sending out for a, a D-zone face-off on the kill. Um, I think, you know, with Camp and Cash coming in, we've got a lot of guys that can kill penalties for us. And that's important because the way that we want to kill, and, you know, you know, the philosophy that Dean's brought over here, it requires a lot of pressure. Um, and a lot of reads, a lot of quickness, speed, and energy. Ultimately, so we're going to need a lot of people. So, so we've been looking to accomplish here. Considering
1: how the league is going to be or says we are going to be calling the game in terms of the cross-checking, with a big body like Nick Ritchie, like how important is is that? Considering that he's even harder to move on that top
0: line, and since like his body type is just pretty unique in today's NHL, especially up front.
2: Yeah, I think there's some advantages there. I mean, it remains to be seen. To me, how they call things in around the net uh, with cross checks and box outs and things like that. I think they've so far they've done a really good job of stuff in the corners and, and, and that piece of it. Stuff around the net, I think there's a lot of leeway there still from what I'm seeing. Um, but uh, in the other areas of the game, for sure. A guy like that where you can't use two hands, you can't really lean on him, that uh, is, is tough for the defender. So a real advantage for a guy like Nick, for sure. Not just Nick, but Whether it's Nick, a guy that's real big and strong, or we've got guys that are really quick and can really roll off checks very well. And when they're not getting buried into the boards, uh, obviously that's a real advantage for us all the way through. So I think it's a pretty healthy thing for the game.
1: You've seen the graphics have gone off. Sheldon, I know he has the age on his side, but
2: kind of like some of the things you brought to Yeah, I have. Obviously we've played him a lot here, gave him a great opportunity today. Uh, I've liked... uh, Right from day one to camp, I liked his instincts. You know, for a guy that's coming in, doesn't know the language real well, certainly hasn't had uh, really any time to adjust to the game over here. Uh, He picked things up very quickly in our camp in terms of structure. He makes very few mistakes uh, from a structure standpoint. That's really positive. Uh, It's it's a real challenge with the language, especially, but he's picked that up very quickly. Shows a high level of intelligence for me. Uh, The biggest thing, I think, is just also how he's played with the puck, he's made a lot of really subtle plays that uh, you know maybe don't stand out in the game necessarily. You go back, you watch on video and you really look at each of his shifts and his touches and there's a lot of positive things happening when he's there. So he gave him a really good opportunity today and I think he's done a really good job for us. I thought today, after two periods his minutes got really high for a guy that played you know, last night and playing with uh, Richie and, and Marner today that uh, it was a tough matchup. Played a lot of time against the Suzuki line and, and such. So I, I I switched it in the third period, just more just to get Brooks, who hadn't played very much, uh, some of those opportunities to play there and manage him last minutes a little bit a little bit better. But uh, I've been really encouraged with what, with what we've seen from him. You guys signed him today. Will he be with Marley starting tomorrow, or still with you guys? And what, what do you think of his opportunity here? He'll be with the Marley starting tomorrow, but. He kept spoken about it. Uh, I was really impressed with Josh and how he handled himself here uh, all the way through the off season and into camp. And I haven't had a chance here, you know, Kyle handled a lot of the things here and obviously we had you know, a lot going on here today so I haven't had a chance to talk with him but uh, through the camp anytime I've spoken with him, just encouraging him with how he's handled himself and how he's played, how he's worked, you he can tell that he's come here with a purpose of of looking to improve his game, looking to gain the trust of the organization, and trust of the coaching staff. Uh, so he certainly, he made some inroads here with us at the NHL level. We think he's got some areas he's got to continue to, to, to grow in and and also with that, he, he's got to do the good things that he did here for a longer period of time and, and, and that level of consistency is something we're asking from all of our players uh, and in Josh's case that's that's something there. so. Uh, for us to keep him, in, keep him in the organization. We're going to continue to monitor him, and give him opportunities there. I you know the are excited to have him. I think it's a really good and healthy thing for us to have him around and excited to see how he continues to progress. Will you be you? taking everyone up to Gravenhurst or are you to be expecting more cuts tomorrow? Yeah, there'll be a significant number of cuts tomorrow. We're just going to take one group out there. The guys
0: that are getting cut, and obviously the guys that were already cut up there, brothers and
2: some others, what's your message to them? Yeah, well again, I haven't had a chance to, to speak to a lot of those guys individually since they've actually been uh, reassigned. So I don't want to say too much because I do want that opportunity to, uh, to speak to them myself. But I think a lot of those guys, Robertson's, you know, those, those guys did a really good job uh, through this camp. Our depth has improved significantly. I think when we look at it to where we were at, just a couple of seasons ago you know where someone like nick robertson right out of junior steps into our lineup and, and now it's, it's a harder team to make because of the, the number of players that we have um that's a, that's a positive sign for us but it also allows nick the appropriate time to go down and work on his game and uh continue to find this way to evolve his game offensively at the pro level um, his work habits and the commitment that he has is is, is really impressive for a young guy. Another guy we're going to be watching very closely and fully expect that we'll have him around at some point and we're going to need him. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, I'll have a chance to speak with a lot of those guys individually, um, you know, once things settle a little bit for us, but I was really happy with how our young guys performed and here again tonight, another, another sign. I mean, we had a lot of, of our, you know, really good players, of course, playing tonight, but we had contributions all the way through I and mean, we've, we've performed fairly well here through preseason. Really on the backs of how a lot of these, you know, these guys uh, have performed that are now going to be going to the Marlies, so it's a very good sign for us as an organization in terms of our depth, and bodes well, of course, for the Marlies in their season head. You considering having more of your top-end forwards skill penalties, I know Mitch already does, but how
0: much of a concern is it that the risk they might take in blocking a shot and
2: that type of thing? Yeah, I mean, I, that comes up a lot, but I, I think that's a little overblown in terms of the risk of the blocking the shot. To me. If you, if you do a good job in other areas of the game, there should be no shots. That's really what we're, we're going for. Uh, so that's that's a, a big part of it. Um, yeah. You know, you've got some guys that are great shot blockers and that's how they kill penalties. And a lot of times they're in the lanes and blocking shots, a lot of times because they haven't done a good job up ice, they haven't got a job, done a good job on entries, they didn't get a clear on the face off, all these things. With some of our top guys, Mitch of course being one, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have an abundance of shot blocks in you know in the time he's killed penalties but a lot of that is because he does a really good job of clearing the puck and when the other team tries to get in they struggle to get in against him when he's out there so those are the things that we focus on to me if you end up being in lanes and blocking shots which are probably mistakes made along the way there.
0: There is Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe following a 6-2 win against the Montreal Canadiens in the penultimate game of the preseason. The preseason wraps up on Saturday night. Myself and Gord Stellick will have you covered with the pre and post. Joe and Jim will have the call on SportsNet 590 the Fan, the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs preseason wraps up on Saturday. We'll be back then.